0: Hey, I'm Dean Blandino, and as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for the show where Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection and now two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass Chris and Case
1: hey howdy Lions fans welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast episode 289 I love a good 289, I got one sitting in my Mustang out in the garage This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit I am your dashing host Chris And with me are my equally or more dashing co-hosts Tony T.O. Ortiz and Jeff the Riz and How are you guys doing today?
2: It is a great Friday to talk some
1: football
3: It's a nice cool fall day, I'm looking forward to talking football
1: Have you guys hit the cider mills yet? this weekend okay okay we don't have them here and so please go have a, have a couple dozen donuts on my behalf
3: <laughs> yeah we talked about this before the donuts don't last they oh. put half a dozen in a bag or maybe a dozen in a bag the grease gets on the bag a little bit and my wife has to drive the car because i'm too busy <laughs> scarfing down donuts you know like over no, no, simpson no, no. so there you go
1: yeah. <laughs> all right let's talk about today's show We got a preview about the Lions and the Saints. We got Riz and Tony going to help you with that. Uh, We've got the injury report coming to you. We'll do a little bit of historical reminiscing about our previous seasons with the Lions. We'll have game predictions, the Vegas line, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Are you ready to go, Riz, man?
0: Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down.
1: All right. A couple of now announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the old Patreon. Very, very special thanks to Dylan from... <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got to overmodulate. Can you, Tony, can you give us a little guam? Can she
3: take part? Uh, I can't do it as good as Riz. That's <laughs> his thing. Can. I'm going to let him do
1: guam. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> All right. The Blow those speakers out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, very, of, course, of course, our very first donor, Mathis. want to yell out Mitch Z as well. He's been really helping out in the Slack and uh, as a Patreon donor and actually helping with the auction. Um, Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. Guys, we'll talk about St. Jude a little bit, but I Prevail Band will be calling in for an interview, and they will have some wicked cool prize packs and giveaways for you. Last year, they gave us a guitar to give away as well. As part of the auction so there's some good nice. stuff coming really really cool stuff love the guys and i prevail great band love the music and for some reason they think we're all right i don't they really downed. do <laughs> they're great guys they
2: are they check really are another we have a lot of good music that's right up my alley
1: another snow job all right <laughs> check them out all these people hanging out there is me everybody patreon.com slash detroit lines podcast Get in there. If you donate as little as a dollar a month, we always recommend you donate more. But if you donate as little as a dollar a month, you will have access to the Slack chat, the most intelligent uh, Lions chat on the Internet. It may be the most intelligent chat on the Internet because the Internet has gone far away from what it used to be anyway it's a great place to talk sports you can disagree you can do all that great stuff but people do it with respect to each other respect and sometimes they just agree to disagree you get access to that and in days like these there's no better place to talk lions than our slack get in there patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast also, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at D.E.T. Lions podcast, D.E.T. Lions podcast, where we found some undercover pictures of T.O. Oh, say it right. <laughs> if no pants, we'll get him in there somehow. We'll get him. In I will undermodulate <laughs> that one.
2: <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Got that going on. And we're going to get another uh, channel kicked out here pretty soon for you guys. They have clips, kind of the Cliff's note version of our different shows. Give you the the, the salient bits and points and gives you reference points, reference points for the future as well. So right now to YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Follow that because the more subscribers we have or subscribe, uh, the more subscribers we have, the better off our stuff for the old uh, St. Jude thing will be. So please get in there and hit that notification bell too. Rate us iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora. Soon on Amazon, wherever you find us, just give us that five-star review. And if you don't want to, head on over to the subreddit. Let us know why you don't feel those five stars in your heart. Because Tony, anytime he sees a non-five-star review, he calls me in tears and says, Chris, I gave it my all. I gave it my very best. And yet somebody was unhappy. So let us know. We'll make it better. That's what we do. Right, too?
3: That's right. Drives me nuts. when Nobody gives us five stars. (laughs)
1: Oh my God, I got to get an Emmy for him. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast. <laughs> the radio Emmys, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line, 929 33 Lions, 929 335 4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show.
0: Tighten your chin straps, kids. Okay. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. Okay.
1: All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And I got to remind you, don't forget about the post game show right here after the Lions game. Lots of folks showing up. It's a great show, great time. If it if we need a therapy session, we are your therapists. Also said as the rapists, uh, therapists. We are your therapists. We are here to help you. In a win, we're here to celebrate with you and have all the fun and predict all the Super Bowl wins of the future. So join us. It's a great time. We actually talk about all kinds of really good stuff, and uh, folks really, really love that show. Come on in right after the Lions game. We're here with you. Same bat time, same bat channel. All right. Gonna talk about the series history with the Saints. You guys, I'm gonna need a little bit of your help because it's not as rich a history. There are some some big moments. I'll do it uh history by statistics and then Tony, I know you have some some heartfelt stories about the times covering the lions and the sidelines and, and Riz, I know you have some um I, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> Carotid artery shaking moments. <laughs> yes.
2: That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: No problem. All right. By the numbers. First, they first met in 1968 and have played a total of 26 times. Um, like the Lions do with everybody, they tied their first meeting at 20 to 20. How do you... I, I, I don't know. Uh, overall record for the Lions uh, against the Saints is 12, 13, and one, which is surprising as good as the Saints have been historically. Um, not historically, but the last well, couple ten years, yeah. right? Fifteen years. Yeah. As good when as we were all been, young men, the Saints were the worst team in football. Right, right, right. Yeah. When we were, but everyone listening when they were young men, the Saints were were, were something. Yeah, to behold.
2: They, they've been good since about nineteen eighty eight. Whenever Jim. Or it took over.
1: Yep, yep. So you think about it, that's a pretty good record for as good as the Saints have been versus where the Lions have kind of coasted for for 50 years. Um, The Lions have won three out of the last five meetups, which in itself is pretty pretty impressive as well. Um, So the Lions have edged the Saints six wins to five over the last 20 years, which again... As good as the team has been, that's pretty surprising for this Lions team. It's a different story than we told with Chicago and Green Bay and Arizona so far, so that's kind of nice. Um, This is interesting, though. The overall point score, as even as the record is, when we lose, we know how to lose big. (laughs) 512 points scored for the Lions and 582. 70-point differential in 26 games, so... That's, that's A lot of crazy. that
2: came in the last two. Yeah, it's it sure the did. last
1: two losses. It sure <laughs> did. Um, at once in the playoffs, this is where some of those points came from. Lions lost twenty-eight to forty-five. All right, that's by the numbers, Tony. Think, think, dig through the the, the the cockles of your heart and think to the, the most heart freezing moments uh, of your your Lions Saints history. Or is that wow. for Riz? There are,
3: there are two to come to mind immediately. One I was not on the sideline for, which was 1970, the Tom Dempsey field goal. Sure, sure. I think everybody, when you think of Saints-Lions, you got to think of the Tom Dempsey field goal. The other, you just mentioned the playoff game. I don't think anybody forgets the Lions had a 14-10 lead at halftime inside the Superdome, which was as loud as I'd ever heard it. I still maintain the Superdome, uh, Quest Field in Seattle, and Arrowhead Stadium are the three loudest stadiums I ever worked in, period. I mean, you could barely hear yourself think. But that stadium was raucous. There was 99% Saints fans You saw an occasional Lions jersey here and there, but for the most part, it was if you saw a jersey, it was Saints. And you thought, are they gonna escape out of here with a win, and then the Saints in the second half woke up and just pounded the Lions in that second half.
1: And you saw, and he, I mean, in this last game against Green Bay, you saw how much that that crowd meant. When, when and, oh, and yeah. the second Aaron Rodgers went to that silent count, <laughs> blew him off, drew him off sides, it was like, oh, never would've happened, right? It never would've happened in there. Um, incredible, incredible as, to see how much of a change that is for that team at home. How much of that do you think Riz has taken uh, an effect on their record this year? The their their home crowd silence.
2: I, I think a little bit. of They they certainly feed off of it, and a lot of teams have mentioned that they're they're missing the fan, the energy from it. You know, Aaron Rodgers talked about it. Uh, it's, I I think it it's the ability to build momentum. You know, if you're doing okay on the field, it doesn't doesn't matter so much. But if you're in a tight game and you make a big play, you expect that roar, that rush from the crowd. And they're just not getting that to, to keep the energy up. You know, it's up on the uh, the players on the sidelines and, and the few meager fans who might be allowed to be in attendance to keep that up. And it's it's just not the same. And, you know, we've all played sports enough to know that, that you you thrive off the emotion or you wilt under it. And most of the guys that are in the NFL are there because they thrive under that, that sort of emotional intensity. And it's just hard to replicate that with no fans there. So it, it's definitely impacted them uh, at home.
3: And Chris, this may be the one game where the home crowd would have been negated. And Jeff, I hope you agree, because New Orleans is so used to that noise, that that pounding noise from the Superdome, that even with the noise at Ford Field, that might not have been as big a factor as it might have been, say, for Green Bay or for Chicago or any other team, because the Saints are just so used to that noise they also kind of feed off the crowd. And I think without a crowd at Ford field, that might help out the sinks a little bit in this game.
1: Having been at the Dallas game last year, I think Ford field can often feel like a home field advantage for a visiting team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have unfortunately heard that that, yeah. that will not happen this time. Um, there is hope that we will get fans at some point in the fairly near future uh, with, with governor Whitmer easing up the restrictions on who can attend Um outdoor football games specifically that that's been loosened up as of next week indoor you can increase your capacity but it hasn't been applied to the lions or other professional sports
1: yet they just fingers crossed they just announced nothing in november they had some some ticket packages sold and they're giving money back so no people it's going to be december before anyone's in there yeah yeah so we can cheer from home I mean, my neighbor knows. We will cheer from home.
3: (laughs) It's going to be so weird to watch the Thanksgiving Day game and have no fans in the stands, no guys with turkeys on their heads or anything like that. It's just going to be real strange to not see that in the crowd on Thanksgiving Day.
1: If we could stream that, I would would set up some watch-alongs get some fans get some people like do some big zoom watch alongs for folks to have our own fandom or whatever but it's uh it's tough man it really is tough not to have that that crowd there and like to even plan to come home right for me to fly back into detroit i I always do at least one game a year i know q one of our our listeners great great guy he has season tickets he lives in atlanta and flies in for every single game at home and he's he's committed and he he got his they returned him his money this year. He's just bummed. He's you know, you got some some people love the city and want to come home. <laughs> so all right, with that, let's see. We can check out the radio broadcast with Dan Miller and Lomas Brown and Lions Radio Network. Always the premier place to hear the Lions. I mean, for years we've talked about uh, turn down the volume and turn up the radio and get the the radio voice along and try to sync it with the TV. It's it's so so much better. Dan calling those plays is like nobody else in football. He really is. Um, and then on Fox in select markets, kickoff is at 1 p.m. I had to say, Tony, talking about Dan and the radio broadcasts, we kind of did that. We just kind of riffed last week. And by the end of the mm-hmm. day, Friday, everybody was in. That's <laughs> <laughs> didn't gonna
3: take be... long. <laughs> no, it didn't. Despite my presence, it did not take long. So <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. It really is. It's going to be good to be on the same screen with Dan and with Jim. It's been a long time since all of us have been kind of in that same room together doing something like that. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm yep. looking forward to it.
1: Yep. So Dan has said he will auction off some custom uh, message greetings as part of the Lions oh. auction. So he will do you a read. Oh, That's pretty sweet. cool. Um, now, Tony, we're going to need your help. Dan's not Dan's yeah. not looking right now. He's busy. He said he is busy today. He wasn't going to watch the show. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just so you know, he's going to be a little tighter-lipped about some of these stories. Brandy doesn't care. You know Brandy, right? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's all out there. Um, but we're going to pry some of these out of Dan, all right? So, so get, get your get your mind working on how we can kind of poke got him it. into into spilling some beans over here, all right?
3: Well, I got one for you that we're going to get out of Brandstatter, which is Green Bay, little old ladies, Bratwurst cart outside of the radio studio that's all i'm
1: going to say this could go so many directions i love it Uh, all right that's that's got me intrigued.
3: may not not go in the direction you think but my interest is peaked
1: i will tell you that is going to become another audio drop i'll tell you that much That will be making the rounds.
0: <laughs>
1: so, what are we talking about? We're talking about the St. Jude broadcast, folks. Let me pop up the video or the uh, the graphic here. Sorry to cover you up, Riz. Um, That's if you, okay. if you have any nose pickings, you got to do this is the time. Uh, <laughs> we are doing our second annual St. Jude charity fundraiser called Christmas for the Kids. All right, twenty four hour 24-hour podcast-a-thon on November sixth. It'll begin at nine a.m. it'll go through nine a.m. November seventh. We'll have hourly. Giveaways to the highest donor each hour. So we'll be using the Super Chat uh, feature to get that, uh, to collect that. All that money goes directly through to St. Jude. And then we'll have a lot of celebrity call ins, um, a lot of like Tony and Dan and, and Jim Brandy, um, a lot of guys and, and national. Level people, local people too. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming together for this. This is, this is a big deal. We're trying to raise cash here, but we're also looking for businesses and, and those folks to bring things for the auction. Good things that we can auction off over the course from the 9th to the 18th, November 9th to the 18th of December. That charity auction, we're going to rely on that to uh, get some big stuff. We have some huge things. We have a, if you're interested in skiing and you like Colorado, we have a um, ski cabin, like a house. In Colorado for a week. That's going to be on the auction block. If you like skiing and you like doing it in Colorado, that one's going to be there for you to bid on. And again, all that money goes straight to St. Jude, so that's a pretty sweet deal. We got some other, I got a pair of signed Kenny Galladay jerseys I have to go pick up from the uh, this the, uh, the the box right now. Uh, that's a lot of really, really good stuff. Small, big, medium, the whole thing. Uh, goal is $25,000, so you guys can all help us achieve that. Talk to your business owners, talk to anybody you can to see if they want to sponsor. We're doing hourly sponsorships. We're doing, like I said, those giveaways if you donate any of that or if they just want to give some money to the cause we appreciate that as well st jude charity fundraiser podcast a 24 hours of of us on november 6th what more could you ask for in your life
0: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh what are we doing all right uh <laughs> gotta it's get nice under- to be off camera right now <laughs> 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 got to go to one more thing. We got the december After the big win in Arizona, sorry to cover you up again, Riz, you know how it is. Uh, <laughs> we've gone up higher on the clown scale, almost to the near miss. Um, let's really briefly talk about that. We all three got that wrong on yeah. arizona and thank goodness the defense really really i mean it was the the team as a whole let me just start here the team as a whole played all three phases of the game well um they weren't perfect but they played all three phases good enough to win this game tio what was what stood out for you for that game
3: the poise that they showed down the stretch i mean the lions did not show that kind of poise in their first couple of games but the fact of the matter is they stayed at a pretty even keel throughout the entire game didn't get too high didn't get too low Didn't ride the roller coaster, which seems to be the word today for the Lions roller coaster, but they didn't ride it and it stayed steady and they played extremely well at the end of the game and were able to pull that off against the Cardinals. That's the one thing that impressed me.
1: Have you ever been to Cedar Point, Tony? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, just check It It was <laughs> presser today. I love roller, I love roller coasters.
3: Real oh, roller yeah. coasters.
1: Not a big fan of life
3: roller coasters, but real roller coasters. Yeah. Huge
1: fan. He's down. All right. Fan. Risen, how about you? You ever been in the front seat? You used to work at Cedar Point. You've been there. We know. I
3: lived at
2: Cedar Point. I lived I lived there for two summers. So, yes. <laughs> did you really? Uh, I did. I worked there from 1990 to 1992. I lived in the Breakers Rotunda in the beachfront hotel room.
1: He lived under the mine ride. dollars a
2: week, but I shared it <laughs> with about 10,000 spiders. <laughs> They kept to their side of the room with, thankfully.
1: <laughs> nice. What do you think yeah. did it for the Lions last week, Riz? What What did you like out, out of that? I like, like
2: that they sort of bagged the whole concept that we're going to try to play man defense against this, this offense. Yeah. And it did two things. It effectively nullified Kyler Murray from taking off and running with guys' backs turned, which was important because we saw last year how how effective he was at that. And he did that against San Francisco earlier this year. Uh, and that's one of the ways that they beat them. The other thing is, is that they did mix pressures up a little bit. They still rush straight forward. There's no stunts. There's no twist. There's none of that, you know, asynchronous timing blitzes, anything like that. But they are getting somewhat better at generating the pressure. I thought Trey Flowers had a good game. I thought, yep. uh, I thought that the ability to, to tightly cover in zone rather than than being a man and worrying about it, i think it was really good for the young cornerbacks and i and they thrived in it and caused some some mistakes quite frankly from kyler murray arizona made a lot more mistakes than they normally do and that's yeah. one of the reasons why the lions won but that's what football is all about taking advantage of the other team's mistakes and the lions did a great job of limiting their own and taking advantage of when arizona did screw up
1: yeah absolutely no no question about that um I, I, I we've talked about it uh, twice this week so I don't think I have anything really sp- special to add is there anything negative that you guys looked at that game and said yeah but as a result of that Arizona game
2: the only thing I saw um I it, it was Big V's first game he was playing a new position he did not play it well <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that's a little concerning I do I do like that they kept Tyrell Crosby at right tackle and I I, I liked I also liked Patricia's explanation for why they did it. It made sense to me because it's to rotate in a garden and it's to rotate in a tackle. And I, I, I think he was right on, on that, but the, with what they paid big V and how good Jonah Jackson has been and you have another draft pick sitting there. That's, you know, maybe nipping at the heels. You have to just wonder how long they're going to give big V to play through the rust at a new position. Uh, because, he was, quite frankly, he was not good in Philadelphia last year. I, I still don't understand why they paid him, but they did, so we're going to try to make the best of it. That's what right. we do. Ah, it It's not off to a good start for him. Um, had he, to... he had a penalty. He had, he had missed, missed blocks. Uh, I hope that a full week of practice and him understanding where he's going to be on the field will help a lot. That's something definitely to watch this week because it was ugly last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this is true. Typical Patricia style, though it was ugly. It didn't work well. Uh, cost us, and I, I, it wasn't an egregious holding penalty that he took. I would say that it was uh, a little bit ticky tacky. Yeah, that was. But th- th- yeah, that call doesn't happen
2: in Detroit, but it happens in Green Bay. It certainly happened, yeah. happened
1: in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't really hold that against him too much. But in true Patricia fashion, the guy didn't play great, and it's like, yeah, we're doubling down on this because this is what we did. The right side of the line played okay when he wasn't there. Why not let him heal up and just come back to his natural position? That, that's where my head's at, and let him compete for that. I don't think that this is a, a is a grand move, and I think Tony is shaking his head like, yeah, Chris, you said it.
3: <laughs> yeah, he did. And look, I like Tyrell Crosby, the way he's played at right tackle so far, but again, you invested all that money in Big V. He's got to at some point move over to right tackle. I don't know if that's going to happen but that makes it a disappointment to me, two things stood out. They couldn't score in the red zone again. They had trouble pushing, punching in touchdowns, settling for field goals. That was an issue. And I didn't like the fact that Deandre Swift wasn't really a big part of that game plan. I wanted to see him play more and he didn't. And it makes me wonder. And, and Jeff, you talked about this in an article today. Did they wait? I don't want to say they wasted a pick, but it makes you kind of wonder with all the running backs that are out there. Like you mentioned, Jeff, was this a draft pick that could have gone elsewhere that could have helped out the Lions somewhere else on the field?
2: Yeah, and, and that's and my, my point, and it's, it's up at LionsWire. Please check it out. It's about uh, them cutting Ty Johnson, but he morphed into um, the whole running back roulette, basically, that, that Bob Quinn plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Adrian Peterson, a future Hall of Famer, right before the season started. They could have signed LaShawn McCoy. They could have signed Carlos Hyde. They could have signed um, uh, any number of people who are are viable starting NFL running backs, but they didn't. They, well, but they did. (laughs) And they also doubled down on the draft for, they've cut two draft picks from running backs from the last two years. Um, They were ostensibly supposed to be competing with one another, Ty Johnson and Jason Huntley. Now they're both gone. I suspect that Johnson will be back on our practice squad. I didn't see that he got claimed, although it's, it just turned four o'clock. So I haven't, I haven't checked the wire yet. Jason Huntley has played one play in Philadelphia um, and gained one yard in garbage time. The, the, the misallocation of resources with running backs really bothers me. The fact that last year he got both Scarborough from the middle of nowhere. Now he was granted. It came after West Hills and Paul Perkins and uh, uh, who was the other one? There's one other one that was into that I'm forgetting. Um, but they thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. He is a, he's a he's a quality NFL running back. He just has durability issues. Same thing with on Johnson. Okay. You, you add one more to that, and you're fine. But you're doing both draft and free agency. The second round of the draft is where you're you got to get you got to get people that can play. Um, maybe not right away. And and again, this isn't an indictment of Swift at all. Although he is no. not not doing much, but you could have gotten. Our defensive line has no depth. Our secondary is struggling with depth. We have no wide receivers after this year, except Quintez Cephas. It would have been nice to have another body there. Another tight end would have been better. Although, God bless Jesse James for catching a touchdown pass and burning Isaiah Simmons in coverage. That made me smile very much. I was very happy about that. But there's so many holes on the rest of the roster, and he's focused on drafting running backs all the time. And everybody who follows any analytics at all will tell you that's a rotten idea. And he's the other thing, he's good at finding the, the guys off the street from running backs. Right. Trust in yourself. Trust in your plan. Don't double down on, again, to, to go back to the double down system. They don't need to do it. And it, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, a, a lot of people have, have misconstrued it as me taking a shot at Swift. That's not what it is. Um I will admit I was not a big fan of his. Chris, we were on the air when he was when he was nah. picked. I was certainly not happy about we
1: it. We were in different positions on that. I was it was unexpected. Yeah. It was absolutely unexpected, but I expected more out of him. I wonder really quickly, and this is this is just by reading him on, on um on the video that we've seen on TV and so on. He really, really takes it to heart when there's a mistake you can see it in his eyes after he got hit in the back with that pass right his face and look i know detroit we we break goaltenders (laughs) we break quarterbacks (laughs) we break we break people all the time we're we we, we we're not good to to folks right i wonder if there's a little bit of A mental thing for Swift, not because he's not good, not because you know anyone has gotten his head yet, but because he didn't get those OTAs, he didn't get, and and it's a confidence thing, right? It's a big leap to make it from college to the NFL, and you think generally with a with a with a running back, you just hand him the rock, and point and grunt, and they go, right? I mean, (laughs) and off they go, and they they do their thing. But there's a lot more to it these days. I wonder how much of this is 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 in his head and trying to really feel comfortable in the role of a nfl pro running back
3: and jeff this is where a guy like adrian peterson comes in because he can pull yep. deandre swift aside and tell him look this is what you need to do keep your head up he even said that when he talked to the media on thursday did. he told did. keep your head up don't let this bother you just keep on staying in the book because eventually the lions are going to need you you're eventually going to have your moment to shine and as long as you've got a guy like adrian peterson in your ear saying that i think that will help out DeAndre Swift in the long run. I think if they didn't have Peterson, it might be a different story. That this might be an even bigger struggle this year than it's been right now. Yeah, very good
2: point. Totally agree with that, Tony.
1: And and I think the second round pick may wind up being too high a pick for Swift, where we want based on his production over time. Right, it's an early prediction. What we from what we've seen here, um, but hopefully he becomes a very solid and competent running back. Carry ons done better than most people give him credit for this year. He's been a spectacular team player. And, and that's exactly what you want out of out of a guy like that. I mean, sure you want big hundred yard rip and runs, but that's not who On is these days and hasn't been for a long time. but he's uh, he's definitely been able to uh, do some amazing blocking. He's got like what 4.4 4 yards per carry. So as a teammate, you look at On and say, this guy's great. He's doing stuff that the typical fan doesn't see or apply credit to for a, for a running back.
3: His block pickups on on blitzes and, and passing downs was outstanding against Arizona. He was, and Daryl Bevel said this earlier in the week, he was the unsung hero for the Lions. And I think his his play against Arizona was sublime, but it was also good, and it helped out the Lions win that game. Also, I think on Johnson and Jeff, I hope you agree with this, he saw the writing on the wall. He saw them draft DeAndre Swift. He saw them pick up Adrian Peterson in free agency. I don't think you need to be Sherlock Holmes to put two and two together and figure out that your job is on the line with these guys in camp now and challenging you for roster time.
2: Yeah, and don't forget that you got some SEC going on there, too. You got Auburn against Georgia. Um, And and back to Chris's point, guys who have come out of Georgia tend to be worshipped. That is a different football environment. Yeah. they are, and and it doesn't necessarily apply with Stafford, but I've seen it with Nick Chubb in Cleveland, and I saw it with yep. Sony Michelle in New England. The way that they're the way that they are venerated by the the Bulldog fans, and then they get to the NFL, and they're the fans are going to be harsher on them. They're going to yeah, be yeah. tough. No um, your teammates are going to be tougher on you. Uh, that that's one of the things that I think has, has when that pass hit Swift. I watched Stafford, and Stafford just did the little you know, like come on, dude. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and he's in his right to do that too. But if you can't react to that, if you, if he has to learn how to react to that, that's a little bit more of a learning curve for the NFL than, than it is for some other guys who are, you know, maybe coming from an environment where they got coached very hard and had teammates that were in their faces and had fans that told them that they sucked and left interesting things on their doorsteps between games. They don't get that at Georgia.
3: You're right. And uh, Jeff, we can go back to the original OGRB. Herschel Walker. Yeah. He was a guy who came out with so much fanfare (laughs) and was treated like royalty and got a roots awakening, not only in the USFL, but also when he got to the NFL.
1: You did? Yep. Well, the whole thing of fans telling you, you suck, I have got that nailed. It's the rest of the... I, I think I'm game ready, guys. All <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Uh, well, let's start. Well, I'm going to hit the injury report in one second, but first, I got to tell everybody about CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. If you're looking for CBD help, if you got sore muscles, if you got aches, pains, you got arthritic pain, the whole thing, or you just can't sleep, or you get the workout pains... CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com is where you want to go. They have it's Diamond CBD is the company we're working with, and they do great stuff. I've told the story before. My mother in law, spinal stenosis, had problems, couldn't even stand up. She had to live with us for a couple of months till we got her got her well again, and she can she can live on her own. But lots of pain, and it's for someone who grew up in the reefer madness generation to say I'm ready to try some CBD that was a big deal, right? That was a really really reefer big madness. deal. And so I tried it out first. <laughs> I became the guinea pig for, her, and I was like, wow, this this really does work. And now you know she uses it, we use it, and. Uh, we recommend folks in the, in the audience who have any of those kind of issues. you definitely take a chance with it or take a look at it it's 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 great stuff. Um, the ones that we're using now there's two types there's it's this chill part I mean they have all kinds of different ones. they have the yum-yum gummies which work really good. The little gummies are, are always good to help you figure out how much you should take because it's different for everybody some of you folks are partaking in the other kind of associated products and your tolerance is a little bit higher versus some who who like my sweet little mother-in-law who don't use it at all <laughs> uh, has a different dosage right so they've got this this stuff that we've been trying out now is this, their delta eight it's called chill uh this is the oil it comes in a little um little eyedropper like this and you give it like one little quarter eyedropper under your tongue it doesn't want to focus because it's not my face. Um. Little eyedropper under the tongue and and you're good for hours. takes takes control really quickly. They also have these chill gummies. These are the ones I told you about. They have the warning label on them and they. I mean they're good, but I wouldn't eat a handful because <laughs> you definitely do. Just take a sit back and chill. <laughs> they're uh, good stuff. Take care of the pain. Get you some of the best sleep I've had in years. Um, I attribute directly to this stuff. So check it out: cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Fifty five percent off of that chill, the Delta Eight line. I recommend it if you're looking for – oh, we got a super chat. Sandman is back. (laughs) Only CBD I'm taking is Can Beat Drew. Woo, baby. (laughs) From the super Ah, ah. chat. (laughs) That's because you're still young and spry, Sandman. All right, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your 55% off and uh, check it out. Uh, Let them know Detroit Lions Podcast sent you. All right. Ooh. I saw the lights back
3: there. I thought the disco was about to break. Up. So it it take does me back to the seventies. Uh, you know?
1: Every time Super Chat comes in and it's it's Sandman. Every time, if you haven't seen his slow lights, have you seen Sandman slow lights, Tony? On the I on have the not. YouTube. All right, so check out it's uh, Sandman slow lights. You look it up on YouTube and his channel will come out. He does uh, it's basically highlight videos of the Lions, but he does it at like a third speed or a quarter speed. And if you want to see offensive line play. And really yes. understand what's plan- what's happening on on the offensive and defensive lines. He okay. he opened up a whole new world to me, right? Because I was watching, I had a sense of oh yeah, that happened, that happened, this happened, whatever. And then I watched his videos, and it was like whoa. I had no idea that that had actually happened. I, I didn't even see it. Um, so, this really slow, and he just takes the highlights of the, of the, mm-hmm. uh, and puts it to music at this slow speed. And it's just a spectacular way to rewatch the big plays and how what happened and how people got open and everything. Really fantastic work. Sam and and, I It really gives, it
2: gives you an idea of how. Things happened in the play beyond just watching it at regular speed. You see, okay. oh, oh, the corner opened up his hip like a count too early, and that's why the receiver was able to cross him and mm-hmm. things like that. It, you really get to pick that up when it's slowed down. He does a great job. All right.
1: Yep, Sandman's
2: slow lights. Yep. Right.
1: yep. Great, great stuff. Thank you, Sandman, for that super chat. Yes. By
2: the way. Sandman got me, along with Chris, a, uh, uh, what's that called? A cameo from uh, hugh jackson singing nookie to me which just made my made my made my year
1: you give me a minute I, while you guys talk and i will have that on the screen again it is i never let something like that go one
2: of the highlights of my year was hugh jackson mouthing along uh wow limp, limp gets nookie uh, that was something else <laughs>
1: actually that, um, andy yeah and it was wow that was something we andy found it I, I i just chipped in it was it was that, that. spectacular.
3: That's two worlds I never thought would merge together, but okay. I guess it works. What what
2: happens if the Senior Bowl spills beyond Mobile? (laughs) Yes, it
1: does. (laughs) It poured. It It was was great. All right. Uh, And let's not forget Pat Kerwan at last Senior Bowl, too. (laughs) He was (laughs) el-tankerific. Oh, man. I really hope he got a ride home. (laughs) I love PK, but... Yeah yeah yeah. Woo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean I I I drink a beer while I'm doing this show and it's generally about the only time during the week that I drink. Um Pat does a radio show every day from 3 to 6 on Sirius XM, and Florida is it, very good. But it might be the only time of the week where he's not. <laughs> he's on what we him. <laughs> I love PK though. He has been very helpful to me personally. Um he's a great guy and as he Wonderful football mind. Yeah. Um, he sees things very differently than a lot of other people do, and that's that's kind of fun to see. He, by the way, is a big Matt Patricia fan still. Um, although he did dog him about uh the the first week and, and not adapting, but he's been fairly supportive over the years of Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Um I haven't listened to, honestly in, in the last couple of weeks, so I haven't haven't heard recently, but he, he he was much less negative than a lot of the negative national media have been. So, okay, yep. that's worth worth noting
1: for sure. All right, uh, let's get into the injury report now. I've got five starters who are absent from the media so view today.
2: I'm, I'm looking at the Saints side, and I, yep. I'm sorry, I, I can't help it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. So let me me,
2: can we go over the Saints
1: one first? Well, that's where I was going to go. Let me hit you with who who wasn't in media, then let's see who really makes the report. Okay, I got Janoris Jenkins with a shoulder. I got Marshawn Lattimore uh, with a hamstring. I got Marcus Davenport with an elbow and toe, and Jared Cook with a groin. Oh, and guard and Andres Pete with an ankle all unavailable for the media viewing window today did they all hit the they have the all list?
2: they have all been ruled out for the game <laughs> whoa that is their starting corner. that's one of their starting outside corners and their starting slot corner it's a starting yep. defensive end it's their starting tight end and it's their starting guard who's a good one yeah. and by the way michael thomas the best wide receiver in the nfc not named DeAndre Hopkins hmm. is also out. Oh, really? Yes.
1: I'm oh, sorry. Oh, darn it. That's tough for him. Hopefully, that he can come back next week. That is six
2: starters <laughs> out for the Saints. Wow.
1: That's huge. That's wow. huge. Cook out, Thomas out. I mean, this this definitely hurts. This definitely hurts.
2: <laughs> that's, that's taxing their depth chart quite a bit. It really is. Mm, mm.
3: And, and we saw part of that against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. That once those injuries started mounting up, and once they started getting into their depth, they're not quite as deep as past Saints teams. That might be advantage Lions right there.
2: Definitely, yeah. Um, and, and I, I just recall I'll go to Andrews Pete for a second because I don't think the general fan appreciates how good he is. He got rolled up on at the end of a run play by one of his own guys. Yeah, um, sort of got got tackled into it. That's a massive loss for their interior run game. And they I know everybody thinks of Alvin Kamara as the guy. Latavius Murray is a bull inside between the tackles, but he has to have a runway to get going. And if Pete isn't there, that runway got a lot shorter. So that, that's that's a huge loss for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, is that everybody on the on the Saints or do we have do we have more names beyond uh what we have nobody there? else has been ruled out. Not Drew Brees? Gosh darn it, I sent him that. I, <laughs> I sent him that telegram. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, David Anyamada, who's a pretty good young defensive tackle for them, was at practice today, so he is ready to go.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, there we go. All right, and on the Lions side, what do we have? Are, are we looking at a relatively healthy week? Oh god, that'd be nice. I haven't heard such a thing.
2: One player ruled out.
1: Calvin Moore. Better known as CJ. CJ Moore. CJ Moore, yep. 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 All right. So just I I, I'm going back to the um (laughs) I'm going back to the uh the injury report and I think about the both cornerbacks, both starting cornerbacks out. And if and I think about the Lions against Chicago with both starting cornerbacks out. This 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 does not bode well for their defense. This is definitely a no. game where and when we get to the, the Vegas side, we might want to really start because the over, I think 54 and a half points, um, is the average, uh, score between these teams and all their meetings. And that's actually the over under right now too. So, um, it may be time to go with the over.
3: (laughs) Let me go on the other side of the ball real fast, guys, because I think losing Jared Cook and losing Michael Thomas for this game, those are two of Drew Brees' favorite weapons. So now suddenly he doesn't have those guys. And let's be honest, and Jeff, I hope you back me up on this, Drew Brees does not look like the same quarterback this year that he's looked like in the last couple of years. He doesn't have the deep throws. He's pretty good on the intermediary throws. But again, the deep throws, which he's been known for, just not there. They should. Uh, yeah, Since we and, haven't seen it in the first three games.
2: And they, they've sort of taken that out of the playbook. He's not even trying to do it anymore. Um, and I, I honestly have an appreciation of Sean Payton for recognizing that not asking him to do things that he can't do anymore. They're, they are adapting their offense to what Breeze can still do. And he's still really, really good. But he is more limited than he ever has been. And now without those targets, that's, uh, that's nothing but good news for the Lions for this game. Agreed.
1: And I gotta tell you, we got a great Lions fan on the line in the uh, the super chat. Uh, some second strings about to look like Hall of Fame Hall of Fame players. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dan. I Love it.
2: Love it, can, it. <laughs> it can happen. I mean, it, it.
1: We made Mike Flynn's career, didn't we? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Sorry, I can't remember. Hey, it that's was so okay. Good. I've
2: still never seen that game. It's that's the last Lions game that I've never seen a minute of, and I don't never want to. seen that game. I, I, my family and I went on the Polar Express ride in Dallas that day, so I didn't oh. see it. I heard, I heard about the first quarter in the car, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need any more of this. <laughs> just left listen, it off.
3: <laughs> I wish I was on the Polar Express ride that day because it was cold in Lambeau Field, and Matt Flynn just lit him up. Hey, listen, if it wasn't for Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson wouldn't be the starter in Seattle. That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. I happen
3: to love Russ, and and
2: Russell. Russ for MVP, by the way, he's on pace to throw 74 touchdown passes. Wow. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm getting something here. Um,
2: So we do have – so there's one notable injury from today for the Lions. Christian Jones was not listed on the injury report on Wednesday and Thursday. He did not practice with a knee injury today. Uh, He is listed as questionable for the game. Anytime you get a late-week injury like that when they pop up, it's, it's generally not good news. Um, so he will be you know day of game you know game time decision just based on on how quickly it went and the fact that he didn't practice at all that that leaves me to believe that you're probably not going to see a lot of christian jones unless he absolutely has to play
1: yep yep absolutely all right uh i found the hugh jackson thing um I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do this here really quick i think i think i got it okay here we go let me uh let me pop hugh on here Oops, hold on. Come on, <laughs> Hugh. Can you guys hear him? No. No. Okay, we got him. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got Hugh coming here. Just I think everybody else question. can hear him. <laughs> here we go. To get
4: better, you got to believe that. Here we go. And in okay. order for things to get better, you got to truly believe that they.
1: Okay, we'll start over with you here. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this it. is good stuff. All right, Hugh Jackson talking to The Riz.
4: Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I heard you've had a very, very tough week. Hey, man, tough weeks don't last, tough people do. You're going to be okay. It could always be worse than what it is, and things will always get better. You got to believe that. And in order for things to get better, you got to truly believe that they will get better because they will. That's just part of the process in life. We all deal with crap. We all deal with things that we don't want to deal with. But we gotta find a way to come out on, on the other side. Because again, Jeff, at the end of the day, it's just one of those days. And I did it all for the Nikki. That's what this thing is all about. It is just one of those days. And if you do it all for the Nikki, you're gonna always be okay. So, Jeff, chin up, shoulders back, head up, and let's go. Let's go face anything and everything head on. You can do this, and you will do this. Happy 2020
1: and take care. (laughs) It's always worth the play, right? Oh, man. Uh, That was, yeah, it it was a rough
2: week. So the context behind that uh, my brother-in-law passed away of ALS. Uh, Chris was actually in the car with me when I got the call. Um, And it was was a very rough time um, for my wife's family. It was her brother. Uh, And a couple of the things were going on, too, that were just not, good in life so that was that was great so I, i'm eternally grateful to, to chris and Sam, and for uh for throwing that together and for hugh jackson who i've had i've i've been in brown's press conferences before i've asked him questions i i doubt that he knew that it was me but uh if he did i'm sure he would that would have made him laugh even harder because uh i look he's a wretched head coach but he's a really good person yeah <laughs> i appreciated that from him <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, that was good. I gotta give a shout out, Malcolm. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for the uh ten dollar. You you rock Malcolm Malcolm S will say. I don't want to give them all away. Them. Mal-
2: Malcolm from the uh the closing the bar That's after right. the uh the show in twenty was that twenty eighteen.
1: Twenty eighteen training camp party, Malcolm <laughs> close it down. We're talking about doing an Atlanta game if they open up this year, so keep your keep your toenails clipped. <laughs> also, Mike Hodges, thank you. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat. That's awesome. It's for the Nookie. <laughs> we all do it for the Nookie.
2: <laughs> Mike's a good man. I, I got to meet Mike at uh, at training camp a few years ago. So. Yeah,
1: he is. He's a good guy.
2: It's always good to have him in the chat, too. It's nice to see.
1: <laughs> Miss you, too, Malcolm. Alright, uh, right. let's talk about... We got our injuries out of the way. Let's talk about the matchups. We got to stay focused. I'm sorry, guys. It's my ADD affecting both of you and... That's that's okay. It's not fair. That's fine. It's just not fair. I'll, I'll give you the minutes in next week, and we'll see if that works.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scouting the matchups, uh, T.O., let, let's let you take it if you don't mind. Run with who do you think the key matchups are this week to watch for the Lions to find success?
3: To me, it's going to be Adrian Peterson running against that New Orleans Saints defense. If they can get yardage on the ground, if they can control time of possession, if – big if here – if the Lions are able to be successful and effective on the ground, that will open up the passing game. And as Jeff just mentioned, with Janoris Jenkins, with Marshawn and Lattimore both out, they can open up that passing game. It could be a long day for the New Orleans Saints, which is something four weeks ago I didn't think I was going to be able to say. Today, I'm thinking there might be an upset on Sunday, but I'll leave it for the predictions.
1: Ooh, <laughs> all right. Wow. Uh, oh, and yeah, we'll get there. I'll start that out. Riz, where are you at here? What are you, what's your uh, key matchups this week?
3: One of the big things that
1: I'm
2: looking at is Detroit's awful red zone offense against New Orleans' yeah. awful red zone defense. They are 30th in the league. They gave up a touchdown on 83% of opposing incursions inside their 20 yard line. That's awful. The Lions are 30th in scoring touchdowns on the offensive <laughs> side. Something's got to give there. And based on the defensive injuries and the way that the Lions have been playing offense, they're going to get opportunities. Cash those in. And this could be, like, like Tio said, we could be we could be looking at an upset.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is Matthew Stafford's breakout week. His preseason's over, and I think he's going he's gonna to return to form. And this is when he's going to do it. And he's going to do it in a big way. It's going to bring people a whole lot of... Um, joy but I think we will come back to the the mean of what Matthew Stafford is, which I don't think is bad. Don't get me wrong. I think that'll be yeah. we'll have good Matthew Stafford back. But I just feel like this game is one where he's gonna tear out. I said it last week. I didn't expect us to win against Arizona, but we would win one of the next two games, so I'm kinda of locked in. We'll talk about that then we get the to the to the the outcome <laughs> predictions. Um, on the matchups though, I think the defensive line against and Drew Drew Brees, how they contain Drew Brees is gonna be a key, key piece. I love what they did with with Kyler, how they stayed in their lanes as they broke through and didn't run around like lunatic knuckleheads. They contained him, they forced him to throw the ball from the pocket other than his designed run plays he, Kyler didn't really go anywhere and that's what exactly what this team needed. We need to get through make sure that uh, Drew doesn't get to scramble he's not a big running quarterback um, but just get to him and get him moving and unable to just you know stand there in the pocket and throw the ball. If we can do that, I think that gives us a big edge against this team because he doesn't have Michael Thomas and Jared Cook as his number one and two security blankets. Scramble his eggs. All right, uh let's see, talking about the keys of the game. All right, let's talk about Vegas. Here's what I got from the Vegas line. You tell me, you guys tell me if you think I'm wrong or Vegas is. Uh, they got the Lions plus four and a half. So they are underdog by four and a half points. Uh, money line on this the Lions are plus 185, and the Saints are minus 210 as the favorite. And the over under is 54 and a half, which I'm just, again, I'm leaning towards the over They're their, their series average. As I did the history work uh, research earlier, uh, <laughs> 54 and a half points average. I just feel like with these two defenses, we're going to see a whole lot of points this week.
3: I would lean toward the four and a half, taking the four and a half with the lions. I just think that this is the type of game, even if the saints are able to pull it off, it's going to be a close game. So I would take the four and a half and feel a little bit comfortable with it. I'm with you, Sony. I, I, I like-
2: the four and a half. I, I think that number might actually come down now that the injury report has come out. So yeah. if you're going to buy it, buy it now. Um, be be a smart shopper. Uh, <laughs> the fact that that both teams can score fairly well from pretty much anywhere on the field, and and I do think that the Lions are going to get a couple of long touchdowns in this game. And right. with the way that they're the the four, the the Saints' defense is is banged up. There's opportunities there. Um, And if it comes down to field goals, I I like Prater, Um, at least to to keep it within – a field goal.
1: Lutz is a uh, good so kicker I, too though. I mean if it's just yes, a kickoff yeah. I think we're pretty well matched there. Um, well
2: but hey we've got the <laughs> NFC special teams player of the month in Jack Fox.
1: <laughs> what a stud that guy is.
2: Can you believe how stressed I was this summer about the punting battle about <laughs> oh my god how are we going to replace Sam Martin? I was freaking out about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know it's the whole thing about what is it the five rule the five is it five days five years or five hours whatever the thing is is it still going to matter to you? How do you feel about worrying the punter on this Lions
3: team back in the summer, <laughs> as if that was the issue. There's,
1: there's, uh, there,
2: there are times when I'm prescient, and there's times when I'm an idiot, and I'm certainly <laughs> an idiot <I'm> on that.
0: <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll take that L. I will gladly take that
2: L for Jack Fox. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sorry, love you, love you, buddy. All right, so um, there we are with with the Vegas line on that. Last week, we all get a case of the uh, want, 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 want. Maybe, maybe in our case, we'll go Prices Right. (laughs) We all stunk that one up Um, across the board. We were wrong. Let's do our predictions for this week. To, we'll start with you, Lions Saints Sunday at one. What do you got?
3: Until, Rez read that,
1: or until Riz read that injury report, say that five times fast,
3: uh, I might have leaned towards the Saints, but those injuries, I'm going for the upset here, guys. I got the Lions winning 27-24 at Ford Field. Wow.
1: Ooh, I like that. That feels wow. good. That feels good.
3: Again, I wouldn't have said that four weeks ago at the start of the season. I thought that this was a game where the Saints would come in and just steamroll the Lions. Those That's injuries, right. though, make me think twice, and I got to go with the Lions on this one.
1: That's right. Big thanks. To William Myers for the super chat. Thanks for everything, guys. Thank you, William. Really appreciate the support. Um, okay, Riz, this is you, buddy. This is the pressures on. Everyone is looking at you. You've got the boat horn <laughs> or the trombone facing you. All right. So <laughs> normally I Marcha, read man. my
2: real GM pick here, but like like T.O., I have been presented with new information that renders what I wrote on Tuesday a little passe. So I picked at that time the Saints to win 33 to 28 with their injury situation that they are i will take them to win 33 to 31 if the lions an extra field goal i think they'll cover but i can't predict them to win until i see it that's just just where i'm at
1: that's fair that's fair i hate to do this so the vegas line just so i know so everyone knows that was the line ahead of the injury report I have a feeling that is going to significantly change after the injury report comes out. So as Riz said, get your money in quick. Um, I look at this team and, you know, first of all, I think of my heart. I say, I want to be superstitious. I predict them to lose, and it's the one time they won, so I should predict them to lose. That's what my heart's telling me right now, right? (laughs) Um, You know you're wearing the same thing
2: this Sunday that you did last Sunday.
1: You know it. (laughs) I will be. I said I changed. So I, I, I said I showered before the, the podcast. I didn't say I changed. Uh, <laughs> 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 um I just my my head is my head is spinning with that injury report. It really is. It's going to be a close game, but I feel like the Lions do come out on top. Like I said, I, this is the week. If Matthew Stafford comes out like I think he will this week, and it's time his preseason is over, he's got all the right stuff. He comes alive. We'll see a game that 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 breaks that over. I think we'll see two close to thirty point teams. I like your thirty three to twenty eight, but I like it with the Lions. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a, a good win, and I look forward to the the Lions fans that say, well, it was only because they were injured is the only reason we won on Monday. That'll be great.
2: You know how, you know how, how different the narrative will be if this team is 2-2 two and two going into the yeah. bye and they're one play against Chicago away from being 3-1 and one versus being one or two plays away and you're one and three.
1: Nobody Uh, expected to be better. That's
2: a massive swing. Massive swing.
1: No one expected to be better than one and three coming out of those first four games. Maybe we could steal one and be two and two. If we come out two and two, I think there's a lot and I mean a lot of people who jumped the gun after the Chicago game and then just piled in after the Green Bay game and sold this team out, right? They completely <laughs> you sl- mean
2: my mentions aren't going to be filled with uh, Eric enemy for head coach <laughs> things
1: anymore? I just think, again, we that's why we put the Decemberometer together because it talks about what we were told and what we know. Rarely do you have that kind of vision and understanding about what your team is going to do and how they're going to make a decision about personality. Now, just accept it now and watch the story unfold, right? You're in the movie theater, eat some popcorn and watch this. Don't get so uptight. But absolutely, to come out of this two and two and looking at the schedule ahead after that, we've got four or five games that are absolutely all yep. winnable. Yes. And this is a whole they different are. ball of wax then.
3: Which means there are going to be meaningful games played in December if the Lions go into the bye week at two and two.
1: Yep, absolutely.
3: Meaningful And by the way, I don't eat popcorn at the theater. I hate popcorn. It's got to be Twizzlers. Oh, I love
1: that. I'm with you. Good I'm, on so you man. With I'm with you. you. I was I'm just trying you. to go with the general gestalt of the society, but I'm a Twizzler man, 110%. I love that, Tony. See, we're brothers another yes we are <laughs> all right we got that together uh we got i think all it reads don't forget about fanatics and amazon fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com if you go to fanatics that's all of your sportswear. It doesn't matter the team, college, pro, whatever. It doesn't matter the sport. The top quality official merchandise is there for the taken. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Also, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get over there and do your shopping. You got to get a Halloween costume. Get something, you know, get something super piratey for yourself. And, uh, you know, it's always. Get Rory for your kids. That's a great costume. Come on, I was going to sexy time for the wife. I'm trying to help our, our listeners out here. It's Halloween. That's the best time that you can con them into wearing something. Sexy Rory. Yeah. No, no,
3: no, no. That's what I was going. I was going to say something, and I said nope. Not going there. No.
1: I will have no, the tigress I costume. I will go there. <laughs> I will have the tigress costume graphic for next week for you, Riz Sweet. <laughs> I Loved up. Thundercats when I was a kid for a reason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one day, soon, as we get closer to Halloween, I will tell you the story of a former lion who talked me into dressing up as Spider-Man.
1: Oh, my God. Are there pictures?
3: Sadly, yes. Can, and can you a share story one about it. I will see if I can find it. There's a story about the pictures
1: as well. Because we could, we could put, it like, for for that show or forever, we could put that Spider-Man picture in the, the front, you know, the, the opener that we put with your picture Ha <laughs> ha! that would be great but no we could just share it as you tell the story it would be great people would love they love that kind of stuff right i'll see
3: if i can track the picture down i've tried to burn it and destroy it but like (laughs) like chucky and child's play keeps coming back oh oh,
1: oh. got a reference to jimmy spider-man allen going on from mike hodges in the chat remember that all right we got everything thank you everyone (laughs) thank you everyone for joining us today appreciate it um we just had fun. Today was a fun show. All right. Yes, Rem- it was. <laughs> Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month, but you can give it all. Just send the whole bank account over to Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We'll get you into the Slack chat, and every penny you have is worth a month in that most intelligent chat on the internet. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast on the Instagram Detroit Lions and on Twitter. At DET Lions podcast. Make sure to follow us at DET Lions podcast so you can see Tony with. Do it. Do it. No pants. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Spider-Man suit. We'll see what we got. (laughs) Thank you. We won't tweet it. I promise. It'll be show. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> we'll give yeah, you some that, no, dig-
3: no, <laughs> no that no Chris no 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 that laugh uh, will, there Chris we no, will no, no, we will no, no, no. we will
2: leave you with some dignity. You're you're you <laughs> enough to join us. Yeah yeah, for <laughs> sure we appreciate
1: that. For sure <laughs> oh, give, give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast or calls on the Lions Line, 929-33 Lions. It's 929-335-4667 And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your little ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, you're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, as was said by, I think it was Arthur P. As I think about it, I think it was the Poobah, the Poobinator, who, uh, who signed off with that. So be good to each other. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over.
0: Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was
3: 100% wrong. Green Bay, little old ladies, bratwurst cart outside of the radio studio.